Praise the Lord. Good afternoon. I know most of you are used to going to for service early in the morning, so when I say good afternoon, I'll be surprised. I will again request you, as Pastor said, I'm from Kenya, and uh, I would like us to pray for Kenya. Uh, we are going through uncharted waters now as a country, and uh, many people are worried. The entire nation is holding its breath, and the politicians are not doing it any good. I would like us just to join together with all Kenyan brethren to pray that peace may prevail over the land, that the hand of God will be seen at the end of the day. His purpose shall be done. So just lift up your voice to God and say something concerning Kenya, that he may bless that country, that he may visit that country. His presence shall be felt in every corner of that country. Even they that have never acknowledged him as Lord and Savior will come to realize it was the hand of God that has taken us through this time. That the leaders will be restrained. They will recognize the King of Kings in all that they do. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you glory and honor. You are a faithful father. For the sake of the elect in that land, for the sake of those that you have called in that land, we pray for peace. We declare peace upon the land of Kenya. We declare peace upon its leaders. We declare peace upon all the agencies involved in the elections. We declare that God may give them the wisdom to navigate through this time. Father, we thank you because you hear us. You answered the prayer of Mary, so we stand in the same place and pray for Kenya now. Lord, we know they're going to intervene in your own way. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you so much. Uh, this afternoon, I would like us just to share, or I would like to share about my God. I've entitled uh, our sharing today, Victorious God. Victorious God. Praise the Lord. When you are born in a given family, especially a royal family or a family that is well-to-do in any place in this world, the first thing most children do is to identify or to take advantage of the family connections or the position of the family. I have once told you there was a child in this land who once asked a question. He said, do you know who I am? He asked a colleague, and it gave that colleague a very difficult time because he didn't, he didn't understand, why did this child ask me such a question? And knowing where we stay, we know that we've got to respect uh, authorities and uh, things operate differently. So taking that example, it is important for us to understand the family to which we belong. Praise the Lord. It is important for us to understand the family to which we belong. We have a father in heaven. Ah, you don't know. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Maybe somebody is saying, my father is in Kenya. <laughs> He's all over. He's all over the world. Praise the Lord. But we have a father in heaven. And that father, if you know him, you begin to understand who he is. There are many things that we go through that trouble us in our lives that we will quickly shift and tell daddy, daddy, this thing is a problem. 
But because we have not recognized him, because we have not acknowledged him as our father, maybe by action, or maybe by omission, or deliberately, we end up struggling with so many things in life that at the end of the day we are so exhausted, even when he blesses us, we don't see the joy of the blessing because of the exhaustion we have been through. But I want to tell you this afternoon, we have a father in heaven who is a victorious God. Praise the Lord. And the beauty of him being victorious, he did not specify over what he is victorious. Are you getting me? He did not define the boundaries of his victory. So that means I can declare or claim that victory wherever and whenever need arises. It doesn't matter what I'm facing in life. The moment I realize that I am still the son of that victorious God, I can declare to that situation that do you know who I am? Do you know whose son I am? And that situation should take a step back and wonder, what on earth is this? I've never encountered such a person who questions my authority. But because you know where you derive your authority and the reasons why you are asking that question, you have every confidence to pursue that person as it takes, that situation as it takes steps back to pursue it until it understands I had stepped in the wrong quarters. I had faced the wrong person. Praise the Lord. I want us to turn to the book of 1 John 5, 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Everyone born of God. Are you born of God? Are you a child of God? So what does the word say? That you are an overcomer. Praise the Lord. And your victory comes because of that faith in him as your father. So that one fact that you have got to imbibe into your spirit now. Force it to get into your spirit. I belong to a father who is a victorious God. When you know this, you begin to exercise your sonship. He has said that we have been raised with him to the right arm of the Father. And I mentioned here last time, that signifies a position of authority. Authority over what? Over every challenge that we face. Think of your prime minister or your president. Well, when you are in the privacy of your house, you can say many things about that president or that prime minister. And in most cases, they're not the most interesting things for people to hear. It will range from corruption and confusion. But the moment that present comes around where you are, you are among the people who are smiling to show him that you appreciate him as the leader of the country. Even if the son had beaten you and you are still bitter, if you found that son sitting close to his father and you are told you are going to meet the president, if you found the son there, you will also make a smile, but in your heart you will say, I, I wish I found you in a corner where we were alone. Because of the authority around, it will have already forced you to be obedient or to respect that authority. Praise the Lord. Church, I'm saying you belong to God. 
I am saying you are a son of God. It sounds so simple, but when you interrogate that relationship further and further, using the word of God, you begin to understand what power and what authority you really have. Jesus came at the grave of Lazarus. He said, I thank you, Father, because you always hear me. And immediately, he took hold of the authority and declared, Lazarus, come out. Praise the Lord. He was telling the people, I belong to God. He's my father. And because he has authority over life and death, I take that authority. I declare to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. What did Lazarus do? Did he continue sleeping and snoring in the grave? Uh, he walked out. Praise the Lord. Because the words that were spoken were powerful. There was spirit and power flowing through those words. They went forth. They brought life into the dead body. On another occasion, Jesus Christ saw somebody being carried on a pyre, and he went to touch the pyre. What, did, what, what happened? That person rose up. On another occasion, there was a blind man crying, have mercy on me. What happened to the eyes? They were opened. Praise the Lord. And he said, as my father works, I also work. So that means he was exercising the authority of his father. And the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the firstborn of God from the resurrection. If he be my brother, if Jesus be my brother, my firstborn brother, I have an equal measure of access to the same authority and power to our Father. Praise the Lord. And he said, greater things shall they do than I do now. He had already seen, if these people can discover that relationship and just key in and begin to exercise the authority, they are capable of doing greater things than I am doing now. That's what he was promising us. Praise the Lord. So we are the sons of God, and anybody who is born of God is an overcomer, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even your faith, even my faith, even our faith, that we are the sons of the living God. Praise the Lord. Acknowledge that and tap into the power of God and the promises that he has for you. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We are quick to say, my personal Savior is Jesus Christ. It is good. It is good. But did you realize that through the same Jesus Christ, you have got victory? Has it ever dawned to you that those situations that we so painfully endure in life, we fight with using all the intellect we have, using all the advice that we can source, all those are subject to the authority that Jesus Christ gives us. That through this victory that comes with, through Christ Jesus, we are able to overcome them. Praise the Lord. I am talking about a victorious God. You are God, my God. He is a victorious God. Let's just read further. It says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you, always giving yourselves fully to the work of the law, 
Stand firm. That means the Holy Spirit already for a new. There will be moments that will try to shake you. There will be times that will be sh- the devil will want to shake you. But he's saying, don't be moved. Stand firm. Because Christ has given you victory. Hallelujah. I'll share with you briefly something I've shared before. The very first interview that I, I, I went for, I was really scared initially. I had never attended an interview. The way people used to talk about interviews was like, it's a place you go from the time you enter, you are being, somebody struggling to deduct marks from you. Actually, they're looking for something to, to pull you down. That's the impression I got. So I was wondering, what can I do? And we went to a Friday prayer meeting, evening, and the word of knowledge came for and said, Kenneth, the interview you are going for, you are going to pass. How do I know it was the word of God? The young man who spoke, he spoke in English. He had never been to school. He had never been to school. In fact, thereafter, I started teaching him how to write letters so that he could read the Kiswahili Bible. And for the Kenyans who are here, he was from Uganda. So they struggled with the Kiswahili sometimes. For him to speak very clearly in English, I knew it was God speaking to me. Praise the Lord. Now let me tell you my experience. I knew I had the job already. So that was the confidence I had. When I went for that interview, I didn't know God does not, I mean, is. He, 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 he does these things all over Nigeria, India, because Jai Ganesh has taught us to cancel anything that looks threatening in the interview. He says, let them not ask me what I don't know. <laughs> At that time, I had not known that. I had not known that secret. But when I went for the interview, I sat there and Interviews in Kenya, actually, people want to tear you down so that you live there feeling like you're the most useless person. <laughs> so the guys started questioning things. The first ones, I seemed to be confident. I went through the act, the Teacher Service Commission Act, the education. I, I seemed to be doing well. And then in my heart, I felt like, why am I struggling to give answers all through? Then he asked another question, and I looked at him and I said, uh, that one, I don't know. And the man jacked in his seat like this. <laughs> he took a, a few minutes pause because I think they're used to people trying to cook their way through answers. He sat back and then I saw him come down and he started questioning me. After a short time, he said, thank you. We will communicate with you later. So I went. Months passed. Other people started receiving their letters. I said, oh, I think it was that question. That <laughs> but at the end of the day, I got my letter. Praise the Lord. Was it me? No. My victorious God. He had determined already it is done. That's why I'm saying, I'm not different from you. I also struggle sometimes. But with the time... I began to discover I don't have to waste time trying to get a solution. If I can get the shortcut and go to God, just pitch there. Whether it is things are changing or not, I just stay there. I don't struggle. Eventually it comes and it comes in a sweet way. Praise the Lord. I have discovered that. You can come with me, we discover the same. Praise the Lord. Don't struggle. If it is not coming now, it will come. If it doesn't come, it was not meant for you and it is for your good. Praise the Lord. The Bible says all things work for good for those that love. 
all things, negative and positive. But we always just heave off the positive ones. <laughs> all things work good for me. But God, in his wisdom, he directs things that are of good to you. If you ask something that God, in his wisdom, realizes this thing is going to lead my child astray, and he loves you so much, he will withhold it. The same way your child crying for a razor blade. If your child, two-year child, is crying for a razor blade, we use razor blades, but it is too early for him to start handling the razor blade. What do you do? Do you go buy razor blades and say, ah, let me say in, in, in Kiswahili, omeni chokesha. And I'm tired, take them. Do you do that? You don't. You look for something else that you can give him until he grows, comes of age, then he begins to realize this razor is dangerous, I need to use it carefully. Praise the Lord. So in most cases, we complain for nothing. It is for our good. Celebrate. Celebrate. And you will see God bless you even the more. Psalms 98 verse 1. The psalmist started this psalm and said, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for me. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness. Why is this man doing this? Why is he singing a song and talking of marvelous things that God has done? In most cases, if things are obvious, we take them for granted. You are working. God has blessed you with a job. And do you know your salary? Do you know that you are always paid maybe on the 25th or 30th? If that salary comes, do you go celebrating, oh, I've got my salary? In fact, some of you just, you see the message and you keep the phone quickly. That is my business. I'll sort it out myself. But the day there is a bonus, you want to know whether others have got. Hey, did, did you get any message from the MD? Eh? But some of you inquire with the wrong motive because you want to know whether they got more or less. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But that day, some of you will even, oh, my wife, come, let's go. Eh, a cup of coffee. And, because there's bonus. Marvelous things, praise the Lord. Something above what you expected. That is the victory that God gives us. He will always do things that are above our expectations. That's the beauty of our Father. He does not just limit himself to what is always common. He's a unique Father. He will do something above our expectations. First Chronicles 29, 11. You as Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and, and earth is yours. You as Lord is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth, honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Some versions, there's the word of yours, is, thine is victory. Anybody with that version? There is a word, thine is victory. Eh, the glory, the majesty, there is some place, some versions that say, thine is the victory. And so I say, victory belongs to? Victory belongs to? So this is the beauty of God. You have a father who owns victory. Not a bus, victory. 
This victory, the good thing with the God covers every area. He's the best lawyer you can ever have. When he's arguing your case, he never leaves loopholes. So he says, the Bible says, thine is the victory. Which means, as I said earlier, it doesn't matter where you are, what it is that you are facing, that victory that your father owns still is active and strong and powerful in that place. Praise the Lord. No matter the challenge, you can summon that victory. No matter the obstacle, you can call upon God. That victory will be yours. Praise the Lord. Now, I want also to look at the styles of victory. God has got style in the way he presents his victory to us. Praise the Lord. So we shall look at some few examples of how God has presented style, victory. The styles God has presented. You know when I'm talking about this? It's not a gown. It's the way he brings that, that victory to you. He always surprises us. Praise the Lord. First, the victory of God comes in a very gentle way. He doesn't like making a lot of noise about the victory. He presents it to you in a very calm way until you, it surprises you. I thought it was supposed to come this way. Some people believe if I want to get to D, I must come from A, go to B, go to C, and come to D. Yes, you'll reach there, but you'll be exhausted. But our father says, you want to go to D? Okay. Trust and believe in me. Draft and chase. You know people, I don't understand them very well, but they just lift those pegs and put them there. Okay? They shift them very quickly. I've never understood, but I always watch from a side I've never given myself a chance to play them at all. But God is such that he doesn't want you to waste so much time. He only gives you a simple challenge. Can you believe me, son? Can you trust me? My son, Joshua, of late, he has discovered, because we used to tell him to collect coins, I think he has discovered they're too heavy. So these days he says, I want paper money. <laughs> and somehow he's distinguishing between Beza and Real. If you hold the two, then I want this one. This one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we had a chat some day back and I asked, why do you want money, Joshua? And he said, because I want to buy chocolate. He said, chocolate? He said, okay, no problem. I'll bring you the chocolate. He said, no, I want the money. I will go and buy the chocolate myself. Now, let us give him the benefit of doubt he's going actually to buy the chocolate. But what, what difference does it make? Me bringing him the chocolate. Maybe I may bring even more because I don't know how much he eats. But he wants the money himself to go and buy chocolate. And I'm sure if he gave a real, when they put the first chocolate on the, on the counter, he will take that and try and run away. He doesn't bother whether they, are, they were supposed to be four or whether there's some change to be given. He has seen the chocolate and is off. That's how you behave. You're just like Joshua. Give God a chance to minister to you. Don't insist that he must work your way. You will limit yourself for no reason. Because the moment you, you just test the first test of the blessing, you are off. Oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You don't know how much is still being held back. Allow him to minister in your life. He's gentle. Praise the Lord. Matthew 12, 20. Let's start from 19. 
from 18. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he has brought justice through to victory. Praise the Lord. Gently, 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 God shepherds the victory that you are crying for into your presence, into your life. And if you are patient enough, you begin to enjoy it without any stress. Praise the Lord. The only stress is on your knees. Praise the Lord. And that is, that's an enjoyable exercise. Some of you never walk. So the best way is just to give your knees exercises. Praise the Lord. I'm not meaning this walking to the church. The one of just, now I want to walk. You are giving yourself work to walk. Not walking to go and buy something. Because that one, there is a reward. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Have you seen people running on the road? He just comes out of the house and says, I'm running. At the end of the day, he comes, showers, and is quiet. But for us, we can run if we are chasing a bus. Because at the end, you get the bus and you go. You are running away from danger, so you are escaping danger. So there is a reward in that one. I'm talking about the other one that you have just decided you are, <laughs> you are walking. So do exercise on your knees. Praise the Lord. And God will gently come into your life. Joshua 6.2. The Bible, verse 1, quickly. Now the gates of Jericho were securely bared because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Now, look at this style. In military, I, 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 I never went to military, so don't say this man. We think he's a, a, a born again man. He has, no, I've never served in the military. But I have had some knowledge, some basic training. Three months of military training. And then uh, it was too much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If your enemy has locked himself in a city, you don't need to fight. Just put your bases around the city. Lay a siege on the city. And relax. Play your music as you put men on sentry. Starve them. Starve them. Cut all the supplies. Eventually they will come with a white flag outside. Praise the Lord. You don't need to fight. But it takes a long time. Because you don't know how much supply they had stored in that city. So it may take a long time. So our father says, Joshua, I've given you this city, but you are not going to fight. I just want you to, because people are tired, they walk around the city, they come back in the camp and relax for six days. The seventh day, walk that number of times and just give praise to God. Give praise to God. Just make a loud sound unto our Father. Now, at that time, I don't think the Israelites knew that God likes to abide in the praises of his people. It had not been revealed to them at that time. So one pastor said, he has now discovered what really happened in Jericho. I opened my ears to hear. That when these people started making noise and praising God, God could not hold himself in heaven, and so he decided to make a step towards them, and the leg landed on the walls of Jericho. They fell down. It is in a light way, but it means the presence of God came mightily in the presence of those people. They were not looking at the obstacle. They were praising 
go. Are you getting me? They just followed simple instructions to worship God and to obey his commands and to follow him at his word. They did not fight and the walls came down. Whatever obstacle you're facing, discover the secret of praise before God. Acknowledging him as your father and the victorious God that you serve. Let him mightily come into your life and let him begin to sort out those things that are disturbing you. Praise the Lord. It will be well with you. It will be well with you. Praise the Lord. Simply follow his instructions. Immediately after Jericho, something funny happened. These people celebrated too much and they forgot the secret. They never learned it. Then they went to the next city. It was not as strong as Jericho. I. I. Say I. I. Point at yourself, I. I. The I I'm talking about, the Bible has got AI, but remove A and say I. I. That, that small stronghold, I. They reach that I. Praise the Lord. That's where trouble began. There was desire for the things which are not godly. They were hidden in some corner of the eye. Praise the Lord. They started picking those small things. Our God, who is a victorious God, does not have relationship with such sinful things. That is why I'm changing the name of that city to I, to mean you. Because it is in you that you will find you have become an obstacle to God's victory in your life. You, not somebody else. Because of the things that you hold on to. The things that you don't want to shelve out of your life. God will still delay that victory until you get rid of those things from your life. Praise the Lord. A little here, a little there. But if you are faithful, you begin to plead with God, like Joshua was doing. And God begins, you tell him, Father, reveal what it is that I have done. What is it that is holding me back? I can see victories there. You have given me greater victories before. But this one is a small challenge. How come I am not able to overcome? He begins to shine into our lives clearly. Praise the Lord then we begin to see the small thing in the eye. And God gives us the grace to surrender it. And the moment you surrender it, it is taken out of your life. You go again to face the same challenge. And what comes? Victory. Praise the Lord. Victory comes our way. Matthew 17, 21. Strange. My Bible has got 21a and no verse in it. Matthew 17, 21. Praise the Lord. It's the verse dealing with the prayer and fasting. How bad this kind, the eyes, goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. <laughs> now, sometimes victory comes our way. For it to come, there are extra measures that have got to be taken. Praise the Lord. There are extra measures that have got to be taken. Those extra measures may require you to do something. 
The disciples had been chasing out demons. And then this man came to them. My son is having this problem. Can you pray? And the guys used the usual style. And things were not working. Praise the Lord. Things were not working. Then they came. Jesus said, you of little faith, for how long will I teach you to do these things? Then it came to a point, they asked him, when he had chased him away, he said, Lord, how did you do this? And he said, this kind goeth not away, but by prayer and fast. By prayer and fast. So we don't get used to the same style in which God presents victory in our lives. There will be an occasion he will want you to take an extra measure in order to realize that blessing, that victory. It's not always the same. Daniel 6.17 A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed sealed it with his own signet ring, with the rings of his nobles, so that, the, that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his place and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. That there will be a situation in your life, brother and sister. The enemy will have sealed it. This one cannot work for Kenneth. This one cannot work for this brother. But because we serve a God who is victorious, he owns victory, for thine is the victory. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what kind of seal has been put onto that situation, blocking your victory. God will come to reverse it. I like the way he handled this one. What did he do? The same person who put the signet ring was forced to start fasting for Daniel. He will not have peace. It is him again to go to God and say, "Uh -uh, this one is too much. Let me release this man. Praise the Lord. Daniel was, all he had to do was just remain committed, faithful to God, even in the den of lions. In that situation, remain faithful. God will cause the same people causing that trouble to you to come and release you themselves. Praise the Lord. Jesus in the grave, they put a seal. Eh? The devil told them, we are putting a seal here. This man must not come out. The body must not. Ah, praise the Lord. And the Lord came to remove the seal. Life's change. Lazarus, the stone was rolled away. It had been put there to block him never to come out because he's dead. But God said, remove that stone. Lazarus came out. What is this situation you're facing that you believe now it is done? You have come to accept it the way it is. Is it true that you're condemned to that situation forever? Is it true that God can allow you, as a child of God, faithful, committed, to continue living in that situation forever. No. He's not unjust. Our God is faithful. He will surely bring salvation in the time of need. Praise the Lord. Esther 7, we read about Mordecai and Haman. Haman has laid plans on how to destroy these children of Israel. But at the same time, Ammon was very, very crafty. He was planning to kill, but he was building his garden and making his property look good. Praise the Lord. So God said, this man wants to fight my people, 
but I will also use his position to prepare this portion for my daughter somewhere. So he built a garden very nice. It was beautiful. Everything was good. Then he set out to his plan. And when he was just about to execute it, can you say to that situation, it is about time for things to turn? It's about time for things to turn in my life. At the time, at the time, Haman was now clearly prepared to execute his plan. Our victorious God stepped into the situation, reversed everything. Praise the Lord. I don't know how I can describe to you this, but I want to imagine, I want to imagine the Prime Minister of England, because the head of state is the Queen. The Prime Minister is the head of government. And there is somebody who the Prime Minister wants to kill or to destroy. Then when he's just going to meet the Queen, and then the Queen says, do you know that man? I want you to take him around the streets of London, let him sit on my horse, and you will be the one singing praises for him. Have you ever visualized that? That the man who was so loved, he was ready to destroy, is the one now singing praises. This is the man whom the king loves. This is what the king does to such a man. He's walking on foot. The other one is sitting on the royal house. That is what our God does in such situations. Praise the Lord. But what was the secret? What was the secret? These people had remained faithful. At one time they had gone to pray for the situation and God reversed it. Have you been praying this year? Church, have you been praying? And that is what we are waiting God to do in our lives. Praise the Lord. Now the prayers you are praying now, this year, already some people have testified a lot of what God has done. They are on list number two, others are on list number three. You know you must review things. Okay? As a teacher, if you prepare, you are going to teach this, and you find very smart students, you finish. If you are not a, a very good teacher, you will have just prepared for that alone. Do you know what happens in the class? The students have finished, they start playing. So you say, sit down. Fasten your shirt. You now start talking about things which are not related to the... God is very good. He gave you an exercise. He knows some of you are very smart. Some of you are average. Some of you are slow. The first ones, their list is gone, and then he gave them supplementary work. They are on list number two. They finished and they are on list number three. Some of us are waiting the first item to be answered in December. Don't give up. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying that to discourage you. I'm saying don't give up. Just wait upon God. And the time will come. Some of the prayers you're offering is just an investment for a situation that is yet to come. Praise the Lord. You're building up a memorial that God will go to dig into that reserve to answer future issues in your life. So don't give up. Quickly, I want to talk about four areas that we need victory in our lives. One is oppression. People live with a lot of oppression in their lives and they need divine redemption. Praise the Lord. Oppressed of various issues in life. You are doing your work in the church actively, but somehow you feel there's something holding you somewhere. But our God is saying, I want to give you victory over that. Praise the Lord. Quickly, in Judges 6, we read about Gideon, and I'll just paraphrase it as we go, because time, we're running short of time. The reason why the Midianites and the Amalekites used to visit the Israelites was not necessarily because they were in need. That's what I want to put to you. If you read that chapter well. It's not that they were actually in need. Because they would just run the animals into the fields. The animals destroyed the food. And if you really were in need, you will 
keep the animals aside, you collect the food first, and then you allow the animals to go in the farm. But they will just come and drive them around, destroy all the crops. So it was a hobby for them to put a lot of oppressive activities around the Israelites. That's what the devil is doing with some of us. When he goes to Pastor Abraham and he finds he's praying, he finds, I'm wasting time here, let me go to this other one. He knocks you as he's waiting to see another chance to go to Pastor Abraham. He has made a hobby in your life just to keep frustrating you time and again. You must put that to a stop. How? In verses 8 and 9, you begin to see God reminding these people of the great things he had done to them before. It is important for you to remind yourself, God, you took me through this situation. You took me through A. You took me through B. You took me through C. You took me through D. You took me through E. What is this before me that can stop me? And that stirs God out of his throne. He comes to minister to you very fast. Praise the Lord. He will send somebody to deliver you. Praise the Lord. God will override all the fears in your life and will fill you with faith and hope. Sickness, Matthew 4.24, Matthew 8.6. In 4.24, he was healing from 4.23 to 4.24. He was healing all manner of, all manner of, now, you can list all the kind of diseases that you can think of. Maybe we will uh, ask all the doctors in the, in the church to help us. Now, that is what the Bible is saying. All manner of diseases, he was giving people victory over them. Praise the Lord. So, he's a God who gives us victory over sicknesses and diseases. The centurion went and said, just send the word. Say the word, my servant will be healed. That's all we need to cry. Lord, say the word concerning my situation. It will be reversed. Workplace. Daniel was given knowledge and skills of learning. And he excelled along with his friends. In Genesis 37 onwards, several chapters have been dedicated to Joseph. Why? Because God was making him to operate under the spirit of excellence. Praise the Lord. And that is what we need to experience in our place of work. That victory over situations, spirit of excellence, spirit of excellence. It doesn't matter what kind of task you're given, what kind of assignment, God will give you the wisdom to go over it. We need to call for that. Praise the Lord. And finally, in our family lives, praise the Lord. In our family lives, we need the victory of God. It doesn't matter how many counseling sessions you go to. Can I tell you one secret? When you go for a counseling session, especially in church, all the church is doing is presenting you to God who has the solutions. Praise the Lord. Everything, they just carry you, Brother Kenneth. Just come, relate to this God. He is going to sort out these things. Praise the Lord. Our ministry is to introduce you to the victorious God. Have a relationship with him or in any other place. And God will minister to you in a powerful way. May God bless you so much.